0: Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. I just want to get into it because we have like several hot topics that we're going to talk about. Can we today. tell people what to expect? Sure. We'll obviously talk about Taylor Swift, but like only a, a little bit. This is not a Taylor centric pod. No. And, so and, we'll, and we, we t- feel good about that. We'll talk
1: about the woman who toppled her, Cardi B. Yes. Um, some Meghan Markle news. Yes. Some Jenny Slate and Chris Evans news. Thank you to everyone who tweeted us about that. Absolutely. You were heard. We'll address um, it. Serena Williams getting married this week. Yes. Let's talk about her home.
0: Oh, real estate corner. It's back, baby. Uh, and then I, I I, my voice is already trembling thinking about this topic. <laughs> There's a lot of emotion coming into this week's episode. And for me, it's centered on um, Jenna Fisher's current book tour, which I just don't approve of. And I'm very upset about it.
1: You support her, yes. but you question some of the choices. I honestly feel emotional. We'll come back yeah, to it's it. true. <laughs> so we're gonna, are we going to start with my emotion? Great. Let's start okay. with how you're so feeling. we are starting with a truly delightful profile, a cover story on Gal Gadot that came out in GQ this morning. This morning. It's written by Katie Weaver. And it made me cry multiple times. What was the first time you cried? So I was, I would love to tell you about it. I was waiting in line to get coffee at the commissary on the lot. And I'm just sitting there reading, waiting. And I read an anecdote. It doesn't even happen in the profile. It's a retelling of an incident (laughs) at a comic conference, which is something that I am just constitutionally opposed to, but that's fine. There we are, and it's a story about how a little girl in a Wonder Woman costume met Gal Gadot and started crying. And then it's about Gal consoling her and saying, it's okay, there's no reason to cry we're all here together, and I'm really proud that I held it together just this. I was saying <laughs> Your eyes it, look glassy. So if you could hear the shaking, <laughs> I was I was almost there, and I just, in public, teared up, and I'm really honest to God, like, then it was my turn to order coffee, and I had to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I have something in my eye. To the a barista <laughs> that we see every day. I didn't know what to do. What was the alternative? A story about a Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman just made me cry.
0: Well, she's a great, a great Wonder Woman. Yes. Which is fortunate because we're we'll be getting a lot more of her. One That's thing great. this One thing this profile points out is that she'll be playing Wonder Woman for
1: the next two years, basically, well, without stop. Unless, and I think we should talk about briefly, there was a report in page six last week. And it's unconfirmed, but said that Gal Gadot had refused to participate any further in the franchise unless Brett Ratner, has, who has been accused of multiple instances of extremely gross sexual misconduct, is removed from the franchise. Right. So... I hope that she's still in it. Me too. And I also just completely admire that. I do too. She's, she seems great. She's I think
0: also very notably, like she points out in the article, she's been an actress for 10 years, but she just feels like she's starting now. Yes. How lucky to have like many years to like practice and like practice like getting to know yourself and who you are yes. and not having to grow up in the as it as Wonder Woman, but to like step into it when you're ready for it. Which Absolutely, I, which I think is like one of the reasons this is a great story is because she seems like young and vibrant and youthful, and she's thirty two. She's not twenty two. Yes, which, which she is also great.
1: Has a very articulated personality, and you know, Katie is a great writer, but and captures. She seems a little. Not not weird. Uh, she is definitely a personality. And yeah. it comes through times a thousand in this piece, including how she rolls up to their interview on the beach in Tel Aviv with a pre-made egg sandwich for Katie, the writer. Totally. And then notices that the writer doesn't need it. That was why that's really interesting
0: is Katie points out several times how um, a, a hyper aware she is of, of her surroundings, mm-hmm. which I thought um, was a really smart way of making her seem very sharp and intelligent and is not the type of like uh portrayal you often get of a celebrity in this kind of profile male or female. Yes.
1: And she also does it very deftly so that it doesn't seem at any point like she's on the defensive or feels threatened by it, uh that it's just kind of she's in control. Totally. This is her life now. This is how she deals with it. And
0: also very few mentions of her personal life. She that very like her, she has two kids which yes. you wouldn't necessarily know from from like right. you wouldn't be like oh what a great mom which is like cool fine um, I'm sure she is yeah, but it's, exactly. not, it's, just, you know, it's it's just about like her being like an actress which is so weird it's like about yes. like a professional which is strange that it's weird but most of the stories that we talk about and that get a lot of attention are like also wrapped up in like actress slash Brad Pitt's ex-girlfriend ex-wife or Taylor Swift and like who's she talking about is it Carly Kloss is it um, Calvin Harris like
1: have some thoughts about that later and yes no that's a great point point. and the profile does it really well and kind of one of the ways it does it which is instance number two where I definitely cried which is um Katie Weaver the writer insists on keeps asking Gal Gadot to teach her how to fight like one right and the first day Gal Gadot like, kind of is like I don't want to hurt you you'll hurt your back you're not really sure I'm, we're not going to do this and so they make a compromise to to kind of do the Wonder Woman walk, but only after Gal Gadot kind of dictates, like, you have to say, this is really embarrassing, which is is a really funny moment in the piece. And it's very charming the way it's done. It's clearly not actual embarrassment. It's just self-awareness. Yeah, absolutely. It's translated perfectly. Uh, But then at the very end, the next day she walks Gal Gadot home, and there in the courtyard they actually do start doing the fighting. Right. And then it ends with a hug. And, like, that is – I don't know why I cried, but I just did. I was just like, oh, this is really moving. Look at what women can do together. I don't know. It's been a year, man. It's really its its so tough. It's so. I think one of the reasons we both are like, this is
0: great and different is also it reminds me more of an athlete profile than of a celebrity profile. Yeah. Because I think partially because of the physicality and sort of, like, teach me a move. It's like, teach me how to dunk or teach me how to throw a spiral, teach me how to fight. Like, that is so rare. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I think, and it, it's like crystal clear in the wake of all of the Harvey Weinstein stuff and everything that's come out since. But like stories about women making movies with women, where it's about how physical they are and like their large presence, is so rare in this profile. Probably, although I think this is recent, but I think unw- unwittingly kind of leans into that. And not unw- it's part of who it's part of the Gal Gadot po- package now, right? But um, there's a moment where Katie's like, she no- notices her bathing suit, and she's like, "Oh, I saw you wearing that." in an Instagram <laughs> and Gal Gadot's like oh I wore a bathing suit twice and I went back to the Instagram to try to find right. it also because cause it, it's um beautiful photo shoot yes. but I wish there had been more just like Katie's pictures because she describes her physicality so much right I feel like you really need to see that yeah. but anyway go back to her Instagram and the pool party in question where she wore the bathing suit the first time yes. was September 23rd so that's recent it is so this this was a, a quick turn I think Or something. That
1: sounds right. It feels... Probably the
0: photo shoot happened a long time ago and then, like, she wrote the profile, like, wrote it very quickly. Yeah, you
1: know, I I bet it all happened this fall. Yeah. Anyway, it was a delight, top to bottom. It felt... What you're saying is right. It felt refreshing. It felt... Just like a rare moment of sunshine. Yeah. And you know, there are this isn't a men's magazine, but I can't think of a man in this character except for the husband who very briefly shows up in a scene at the local bakery. Sure. Where she keeps where Galgado keeps being stopped by everyone. Sure. And also translates the whole menu. Yeah, Again, amazing. Extremely charming. Amazing. Yeah. And it's, you know, those things that you could see with a different writer where those kind of nurturing hostess, I want to make sure you're comfortable. Uh, gestures on the part of Gal Gadot could be translated as a very she's so nurturing and womanly and mom-like and that's th- there's none of this it's presented as a form of strength also, in this piece also not a single mention of Chris Pine
0: incredible yeah, that's
1: true. though I will say this it, this profile is basically like the first two-thirds of Wonder Woman, but mm-hmm. with Katie as Chris Pine. Sure, it's basically just like a screwball romantic <laughs> comedy, but it's Katie being like, I don't know. That's and that's why you honestly responded to it's it so delightful. much. It's delightful. because yeah. it's a romantic comedy. Yeah, it's very true. Um,
0: will you be seeing Justice League?
1: No. Uh, well, I, I mean, maybe for work, I for shouldn't work. say that. Like, literally, it's my job to see <laughs> Justice League. Damn it! Don't worry about it. Um, uh, it's but like she can't even get you to see that. I wonder if people will see it for her. I suppose that she is the only reason that I would go see it, but. She's kind of being used to paper over everything else that's wrong with this franchise sure. and the men in it. And I don't know if I feel like supporting that.
0: Sure. I hear you. We would like to support Cardi B and our friend, Allison P. Davis yes. of New York
1: Magazine. Yes. Another cover story this week. Yes. It's been a pretty good week for Absolutely. magazine journalism.
0: Alison uh, spent some time with Cardi B. A lot of time, it seems Yes, like. She did. I really enjoyed this profile. As Allison, we still adore you. Allison,
1: we love you. We're proud of you. Um, we miss you. I, but this is
0: good. Cardi B's fascinating to me. Like, yes. what is your primary, other than Bodak Yellow, like, what's your primary association with her? Instagram. Because for me, it's love and hip hop. Right. But there's so many, and I was, I was talking to Sean Fantasy about this too, and he's also like Instagram. Mm-hmm. But I just think there are so many different ways that people are coming to her now that she's like an interesting example of celebrity. She's a very different thing. She actually couldn't be more different than Gaga Dot. Yes, very true. Like, she uh, has been a hustler for a long time. She's been working towards this. A lot and of her, mediums. Yeah, her future is not circumscribed the way that her, that Gauls is, like, for the next two years. And the, and Allison really gets to that in the piece. It's sort of like, this was the trajectory she was she was headed on, or headed down, but she wasn't um, necessarily, like, going to have a number one song, the unseated Taylor Swift. And so now she barely even has time to make more music. And so she's more of, like a true 21st century millennial or 21st century celebrity to me. Uh, She is also a millennial.
1: Yeah. I did think I love Cardi B. I feel like Bodak Yellow was the only exciting thing to happen in pop music this year, which we can come back to when we talk about an unexciting thing that happened. I'm really disappointed
0: that her next song features, um, what's that guy's name? He's white. Is it post Malone? (laughs) No, it's G easy. Okay. I'm really disappointed that her second song has G easy on it. Basically. He like just doesn't seem worthy of her, but whatever, you know that song? If I hit it one time, I'm a piper. <laughs> I don't know that <laughs> it's popular it's all cycle,
1: anyway, back to this profile. so I thought the thing that was very interesting about this profile and what you said about her being a representative of twenty first century celebrity is very true is her discomfort with the level of yeah fame, which is both one hundred percent understandable, yeah. and sort of puts her at an interesting moment because she. You know, Bodak Yellow skyrocketed. She's suddenly on the covers of magazines. She mm-hmm. was also on Rolling Stone last week. It all happened very quickly. And there is that anxiety both of how to handle that personally because it's a lot. It In this profile, it just talks about she's traveling all the time and she is sandwiching in as many appearances as possible while traveling to promote something that doesn't exist yet because she doesn't, I mean, she has the song, but she doesn't have sure. an album. She doesn't even really have time to record it yet. Doesn't totally know what it's going to be. It doesn't sound like. But then also just personally how confusing that all is. Yeah.
0: I it's interesting, and I think bodes well for her future that she's sticking with all the people who've been like in her management team yes. for a while. Like she is like, like Allison points out, like her manicurist is someone she's been seeing for a long time. Right. And everyone's sort of like pre-mega fame. But um yeah, she's just like she mentions Britney and yes. the other the moment that I found really poignant is it's pretty close to the early of the piece, and Allison's like. Uh, tells the story of how um Cardi B hears Jimmy Kimmel say, like, and she has the number one song in the country and she's like, actually it's number two. And like no one knew yet that it was number two because the new uh, the new charts hadn't come out. And like number one, I think that like just sort of indicates that she's um more of like a pro than maybe she gets credit for and she's like paying attention to this stuff. And I feel like a lot of the time with pop stars, particularly younger women, you just sort of think like things happen to them. Right. Or beyond their control. But she's like keyed in to what's going on. Um and also that she cares about that kind of stuff, yes. which like a lot of people like won't admit to.
1: Yes. She's very clearly engaged and has... What's interesting is that she's been doing this for a long time mm-hmm. and to an extent has plotted a large amount of this, but I just don't think anticipated how quickly that song became a number one hit. Yeah. And how much attention would come from that. And it's kind of unusual, actually, even in this climate. Yeah. The amount of attention because the charts are kind of disparate and... A lot of things hit number one without anyone kind of really feeling passionate about it. And that's a tribute to her yeah. and her talent and her force of personality And that we all want a story like this right now.
0: I checked out her sister yes. on Instagram. Yes. She has over a million followers. So there's like also like a, Car- a Cardi B like halo effect. Yes. Which I'm happy about. That's it's cool. great.
1: But it is funny. She's As you pointed out, she was a reality star for a yeah. long time. This is not her first rodeo sure. with a lot of attention. It's just, I think... The amount of it and how quickly she jumped to the next level. Yeah.
0: Also, the, it's like the it's like a crossover. Love and hip hop is really popular with us with a specific audience who watches like every Mona Scott show and like loves. Um, right. And in Allison gets this in her piece, like that's also like very popular with African Americans. Like yeah. that that's like the I think also the the target demographic. And Allison's like, yeah. And at Jimmy Kimmel, there was like a white woman in a I cardigan just yes. like bopping her head along. Yeah. So that also just must be really weird to confront, even if it's not. Like, something you're talking about in those terms every day. But crossing over from, like, a specific, more um, segmented audience to a much broader one right. is a, is a significant change in
1: celebrity. And it doesn't happen that much anymore. No, Everyone doesn't. really does stick to their silos. Yeah. I mean, and she has managed to break out of that. And then I think is also quite understandably feeling the pressure of how to maintain that. Yeah. Which – very few people have figured out how to do yeah. on a long-term basis. Yeah, it's true. I hope she does. Yeah, absolutely. Also, it's cool,
0: similarly to, like, um, how uh, the GQ profile, like, made Gal Gadot some real professional. Yes. Like, Cardi B started as a stripper, and she talks about it as a job, and, like, the power she got from that. And, like, that is also cool. Like, I don't know that I would like to be a stripper, but, like, the fact that that's, like, the beginning of her story, and it's, like, part of the narrative in an empowering way, again, is, like... Just refreshing. It's so hard to not read these stories, not like outside of the lens of Harvey
1: Weinstein. So it's another cover story about a woman written by a woman. Yeah, that is rarer than it should be. So it's so weird it's, how rare it is. It's, but it's great. It's. I hope that that happens more often. These both were fantastic. They were both much more interesting and honest portraits of uh, these women than you normally get in these situations. And it, you know, the good news is that it seems people are responding yeah. to that. So. It. I hope it keeps going. Me too.
0: I, I forgot to put something on the rundown, but I just wanted to quick, take a quick detour because yes. it's related. Go ahead. La- the, the best thing that I've read in a while was um, a Hollywood Reporter Q&A with Shonda Rhimes and Betsy Beers last oh, yes. week. It was like, just so great! It was like this is what it means to be a boss. I don't care if you're a man or a woman, but um, it was last week was the 300th episode of Grey's Anatomy, and it was a real throwback. Congratulations so wrote, to you! Thank by you. The way.
1: Thank you so much. Been there the whole road. I know it means a <laughs> lot to you.
0: I can't believe how long Jesse Williams has been on the show because I still watch it, and I'm like, God, he's so hot. How and long God, has he been him. On? Um, I believe he joined in season six. Okay, and we're now in season 14. So that's a lot of seasons. Yeah, and and he's like from like three hospitals ago. He was like. From Mercy West, which closed, whatever. Anyway, it's just totally besides the point. So, Shonda Rhimes and Betsy Beards—they they did a lot of press with the Hollywood Reporter for the three hundredth episode, and Shonda Rhimes just like gave incredible, honest, unfiltered answers. That I also like shout out to the Hollywood Reporter for good editing because the power of her words really came through. And basically, the the final question is like like Have you thought about when this show will end?" And she was just like,
1: "I think it was. Is there anyone else yeah, who?" Would have a decision on when this will end.
0: And she was like, who would close the the chocolate shop but me?
1: And it was just amazing.
0: That was also like on the heels of talking about how they weren't ready for an abortion storyline in season one, but they came back to it later when it made more sense. And like the hilarity of being told not to use the word vagina in season five when you used it in seasons one and two. And it was just such a great Q&A because she was so unfiltered and like clearly doesn't have to worry about like job security or anything. And I just, I fucking loved it. I just, I absolutely loved it.
1: I I agree. I will say these are all examples also of just hearing from women in- And after a climate of just hearing some terrible stories about men for a long time, and I think you and I, and and I suspect any person with an internet connection, uh, has been engaged with and also just emotionally exhausted by the onslaught of news that we've had in Hollywood and and basically every other industry on the world. Also,
0: like think about the juxtaposition of these like very carefully crafted. Poor apologies with these off-the-cuff, honest quotes that are just, like, about being a human. I completely
1: agree. And it is not in any way a full solution. No. But here is one thing we can do is let more women speak and hear less from the sad men or the bad men. It's just, like, it's just incredibly refreshing. Yeah. Um,
0: Let's take a break. We'll talk about our sponsors. And then we'll get into Taylor Swift. Let's take a second to talk about our sponsor, Hotel Tonight. They've been our sponsor for so long now, and it's an awesome app for finding and booking great deals at great hotels. The holidays are coming up, and you know what that means. Lots of family time with the Hotel Tonight app you can have the best of both worlds visit your family and stay in a sweet hotel like perhaps you get sick of them after three days just pull up that app and see what's available in your area I have no comment there's no crashing on an air mattress in your old bedroom that your parents have turned into a gym you don't have to wait till your family starts to drive you crazy you can even book a room up to seven days in advance and up to 100 days in advance in some cities so when you're locking down your holiday plans just keep in mind that Hotel Tonight is there for you You know, do it before or wait the last minute, whenever you prefer. Whether you need a room for tonight, the holidays or beyond, you definitely want to download the Hotel Tonight app because while home is where most people's hearts are, Hotel is where you can find the hot tub, room service, or freedom from your family. So, this year, keep Hotel Tonight in mind as you go home for the holidays.
1: We would also like to thank our sponsor, ZipRecruiter. Are you perhaps in need of great talent for your business but short on time? You don't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes to find your perfect hire. You just need the right tools, smarter tools. What if hiring could be easier? more streamlined and less time-consuming, which we certainly know it is. So even when you're busy, you could still be smart about the way you hire. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. You can rest easy knowing your job is being seen by the right candidates. Then, ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work, actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you receive the best possible matches. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you, it finds them. No wonder that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And the easy to use ZipRecruiter dashboard lets you manage your hiring process from start to finish, all in one place. ZipRecruiter—the smartest way to hire. So find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com/jam. That's ZipRecruiter.com/jam. One more time to try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com/jam. As in Jam Session, which you are currently listening to. And now, let's talk about Taylor Swift. We
0: have to talk about Taylor. Let's keep it brief. Okay. Um, her album is bad. However, on my second listen, I was like, eh, this is not as bad as I thought at first, but there's no real bangers
1: here. It's not a disaster. And it is not the disaster that I expected after hearing Look What You Made Me Do, which I still cannot believe that got
0: released. I would have loved it with Gorgeous. I think it's the best song on the album. Or not the best song. I think it's the best single. The only song that I will truly get behind is Getaway Car. I like Getaway Car. I like New Year's Eve, too.
1: Everyone likes New Year's Eve. What's that about? I think it's because it's the most country Taylor. But every Taylor Swift album has the one mom song where it's like, I need you to know how important you are to me. And it could be about a guy, but it's really, it's for all the moms. I don't get it. Yeah, I think it's not for me.
0: I think it's just sort of... um. Hers I wrote this in the exit survey. I think her strength is in songwriting. That's a great point. And so when she allows that to shine, to pose, like the, the most bizarre thing is pairing these like insane electronic drops with her vocals, which are bad. She's not a she's not like a You're awful right. singer, but she's not a good singer. You're right. So like I think people who like the sort of like the, the old Taylor, that's the, that's the song for them. That
1: makes sense. That helps me understand it. Yeah, the album is not as bad as I thought it would be based on the singles, and that. I honestly can't believe these are the four songs they chose to release ahead of time. That is very weird. the worst promotional strategy. It's very weird. And if you're going
0: to have a Jack Antonoff song, uh, Getaway Car is like the out of the woods of this album. Absolutely. They should have leaned into that.
1: Yeah. It's, it's basically a B-side 1989. Yeah. But that would have at least put everyone in a different mindset in order to receive the album yeah. with slightly more of an open mind, which I honestly, I think... Everyone who had already pre ordered it had already pre ordered it. I think she sold over a million copies. She did. Good for her. She knows how to make money. I'm never. She will always know how to make money. But I think there has been a real disconnect. Criti- not even a disconnect. We all got our jokes off and then didn't listen to it again. Right. And I think that she could have changed that. I think she could have changed the critical reception. I was surprised actually by the number of positive reviews that she got. Me too. Some of them I actually appreciated because, you know, jokes are good, but we've yeah. been making jokes about her for three months now. Right. And I've heard all of them. And so to at least kind of try to engage with what she's doing and why she made the choices that she made and how they speak to a current pop music moment that I just don't really care for. So that might be why I don't like some of these songs. Like I don't, I only need one Antonov song and I don't need whatever Max Martin and Shellback did on this album is bad devastating to me me too i really upset it's like shakes my faith in
0: my god max martin same like has he lost it
1: i no. i think they're just trying to sound like the radio and it's like a little bit of edm and a little bit of hip-hop and a little bit of you know they're just trying to mash it all together so to to try to be the kind of genre spanning crossover Mega pop star that we were just talking about with Cardi B—that's very hard to do. It yeah. doesn't usually happen when you're when you engineer it. That's true. I I think um, the worst song is that Sharon and Future song. Oh, you know what? I don't think that. I mean, that's a bad song, but it's funny to me. <laughs> I understand. Number one, I understand what they're doing there. It and it honestly almost sounds like 2006 or something. I'm like, it does. I this is a time capsule, and I get it. And it's really silly. But, and also, everyone is at least cast in their correct role. That's there, true. she's mostly just doing the hook. That's true. Okay, and it, I mean, it's not good, but it makes me laugh. Sure. There are a couple. What's the one that sounds like a musical? That sounds like Annie. It kind of has a heart. I don't know. This is why we can't have nice things. Oh. That I honestly haven't made it through. I had to turn it off. Um, I find delicate hard to listen to. I just think that
0: one one th- I like really like. Um, ambient noise I like I h- always have music on like mm-hmm. I wake up in the morning put it on and it's like to just sort of like have like a a dull sound behind you and the weird thing about these songs you don't expect from Taylor Swift and from pop music in general is like some kind of harsh change like two-thirds through the song and that's like what most of these are it's like
1: now we have a weird bridge and I'm just like what what is going on here ready for it is kind of eight different songs yeah smashed together yeah. to serve various corporate purposes I assume like you know, the baby let the games begin is yeah. already being used. I mean, it was sold to yeah, college football yeah. for that reason. And it, yeah, it's it's all forced and engineered and inauthentic, which she, Taylor Swift has always been calculated, but she was able to tap into something that felt very real. Totally. And that is gone. And, and I don't care for it.
0: On that note, last night, Tuesday evening... She showed up at Target in Nashville to like check out the display, which I guess she always does. Mm -hmm. And she does all the video footage is like from her Snapchat, I guess, or Instagram, whatever. Um, I I saw them all on CNN thanks to the aggregation. And (laughs) um, she's wearing her like now signature full face full face of makeup with the red lipstick.
1: And oh, it's back.
0: Yes, I'm wondering. Does she do that herself at this point, or does she just always have a makeup person on hand? She must
1: always have someone on hand.
0: It's just, like, weird to me to not change your makeup look like one of if if, and then that's I assume that was the case too and then if you have a makeup artist like one of the best things about it is they can do makeup for you in a way you're not capable of yourself so like couldn't you ask them to like give me like a nighttime casual look instead of like my today show morning look I it was like that is like a baffling decision to me I've never understood it it's just
1: sort of um, I've just never cared for the red lipstick and there was a moment when it was gone and then it came back and I was sad
0: it's almost like a costume it's almost like how Steve Jobs wears like the same black turtleneck every day you know, like, yeah. it's just sort of like, this is what I look like. This is what people expect me to look like in public. Right. But when you're trying to sell authenticity, it's very weird. Steve Jobs is never trying to be like, look how regular I am.
1: You know, I guess at this point, is she trying to sell authenticity? I think going to Target
0: in the middle, like, late at night to take pictures of the kids is, yeah. Yeah, it's like she's trying to seem like,
1: woman of the people. I guess she maybe she's also just trying to – those are the people that pre-ordered. Yeah. 500s. I don't I can't remember what the final tally was, but it was over half a million albums. So I that almost seems like brand maintenance rather yeah. than look at me I'm a real person. I I think she's given up on look at me I'm a real person, which is in a way honest, mm-hmm. but she has not figured out what the new tenor of her music is. Yeah.
0: I don't listen to lyrics, so I don't even have any commentary on like the messages she's sending. I'm just like, okay. They're pretty trite. Fine. Let's move on. Okay. Devastating news to me. One would think, but I'm actually on board with it. Okay. It seems that Meghan Markle is leaving suits oh, to dear. to become a princess. <laughs> um, it's been reported that Meghan Markle and Patrick Adams, who yes. plays her TV fiance and um fraud Mike Ross, are both leaving at the end of season seven, right? Which is uh, the, ne- the next half season. And um, I read on Blind Gossip that she tried to get out of it sooner, but they just decided to have like an amicable split. And so this this fulfills her contract, and then she's out.
1: I think that's classy. Yes. Didn't we talk about this recently? Yeah. And I floated the idea that maybe they would find love and go start their yeah. own firm and ride into the distance. Yeah. That's
0: great. I'm happy. If she's leaving, I'd like him to leave too. Okay. Gabriel Macht is the show. He's like the Meredith Grey of the show. So and that's all. It, yeah, and he'll stay. So that's all that matters. Okay. Gabriel Macht is married to to Jacinda Barrett from the Real World London. Just wow. Like, I ever want everyone to know that.
1: Okay. It's pretty great. Do you have any requests for how suits could handle this in a way that would be most satisfying to you as a suits fan? So Jessica Gina
0: Torres, who's <laughs> getting divorced from Lawrence Fishburne, um, okay. left the show as well, and she moved to Chicago, and she's getting a spinoff. Okay, so I, I like that. Like, let's expand this universe. So I would like the door to be open for Mike and or Rachel. To like have a different show at another time. Okay,
1: so Rachel's not going to have a show anymore because she's becoming a princess to the to the UK to become a princess. <laughs> so my question to you is: Can the other guy, whose name I have literally already forgotten because I do not retain Harvey? suits information, Mark, in my Mike Ross? Who's the other? Who's her her, her guy? Yeah, Mike Ross. Mike Ross. By pa- played by Patrick Adams. Okay, you got it. We got to pick one name. Sorry, Pat- I'm Patrick. I'm not going to retain them all. So would you accept a Patrick Adams spinoff? That without her, yes. No, without Rachel, absolutely, slash absolutely not. Okay, so there—that timeline has to end. Yes, they're, for you. they're they have to be done. Okay,
0: Yeah, So just like, if you're listening, Aaron Korsh, please no Mike Ross show without Rachel. Okay. I can't. I can't deal with that. Can all.
1: we pivot to the second half of that of the sentence? Yes, which is Meghan Markle probably becoming a princess. Yes, Meghan Markle probably getting married to Prince Harry. That's really wild. I'm thrilled. I am too. I'm I'm at the point where. I just don't want to jinx it. It sure. seems like it's really going to happen, and I'm getting too emotionally invested. And if something goes wrong... I just want to say my only my only
0: hesitation is yes. I feel her hair styling has gotten worse since she started dating Prince Harry. She's gone back to the center part, away from the side part, and I think it's worse for her face. You
1: know, I was thinking a lot... Kate Middleton cut her hair again. I should call her the Duchess. I'm sorry, but she'll always be Kate Middleton to me. And so a little man, bit shorter, Amanda, it's fine. And I... Had some concerns about that also, so so just doing bad hair in the in the palace is that what's going on here? I think that if you are going to be associated with the royal family, you don't get to be quite as fashion forward yes there was a there was a photo a slideshow I think
0: from glamour potentially cosmopolitan probably but, both about how Meghan Markle has become more conservative since she started yeah. dating Prince Harry and I will say she was a pretty conservative dresser to begin with so it's like as far as celebrities go so it wasn't that big of a difference but it is true we're more covered knees and covered shoulders
1: yeah the, there's a no knee rule yeah apparently but
0: she did wear ripped jeans still so okay, well, she's, lit- she's she she hasn't
1: signed her life away yet. Yeah. She has time.
0: Can but- you imagine? You just go to an event, you go to a charity event, and you just meet a prince, and then you become, and then you get married to him. It's really really weird. I can't believe this is going to work out. It's also like just think about his the past body of his work with Cressida Bonus and, and <laughs> his like past
1: body. Of his work? I mean, it's just so outrageous. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of like he wasn't taking it seriously, and now he's taking it seriously. Poor Pippa. She had to date the brother of
0: someone from uh, Made in Chelsea. It's just unbelievable.
1: Pippa's been photographed biking around London a lot recently, going to places near her 17 million pound home in Chelsea. That's insane. Thanks to her husband, the hedge fund manager, manager, who also has a Scottish title. I think Pippa is doing okay. I think Pippa gamed the system to her advantage. The, the bike has, like, one of the giant baskets. It's basically, uh, like, should have a baguette sticking out, except sure. she lives in London, London and sure. not Paris. Seems like she's doing great. She probably goes to Paris all the time. Yeah. do the, You can still... Till take the train. Yeah. Great. Brexit hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I assume you'll still be able to take the train even without Brexit. It'll just be sure. annoying. Bring your passport. It'll be yeah. a little harder. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: Let's move on. All right. We're going to DTR and take a deep breath.
1: Let's just run the clip first. Okay. So this is from Chris Evans's Twitter. It was so posted last week. so you know what that week. means. So I'm going to read the tweet first. Okay. This is Dodger Stuff Lion. He loves it. He brings it everywhere. Talking about his dog's dog toy. If you press its paw, hmm, punctu- grammar's not quite right there, but we're going to go past it. <laughs> his primary <laughs> colors, Amanda. It's fine. Keep it moving. If you press the dog toy's paw, it sings. Today, Dodger the dog decided to join in. So this is a video of Chris Evans's dog Singing along with a dog toy. And I'm just going to give everyone a tip here to listen for any background noise that might be available. Ooh. <laughs> 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 <It's What? magic. laughs> yeah. Okay. You know whose voice that is. That's Jenny Slate. You know that laugh, a once in a lifetime laugh. That is Jenny Slate in the living room with the dog. With the dog. Chris Evans is comfortable enough to post this identifying video clip on Twitter. They're back on. I guarantee he didn't think it through first. There's no way he was like, okay, here's a
0: sound of my girlfriend's voice in my cute dog video. I don't think he thought it through. I don't think he's that
1: primary colors. I just don't he's think He's lived in this world for a while now. I just have
0: you never posted a video and you're like, fuck, I forgot that had sound. No. That's happened to me.
1: so <laughs> I'm hyper aware of the effect that technology and media has had on our day-to-day lives, Juliet, I do this for a living. I don't know. I just feel like that wasn't intentional. However, then once the cat was out of the bag. They did she, not take it down. She followed up with a great tweet. Yes. This was November 10th from Jenny Slate. My boyfriend does many dreamy and generous things, but number one in my mind right now is how he celebrates my new turtlenecks, lets me show – again, we're having a lot of trouble with apostrophe S's – lets me show him my online shopping spoils and cheers me on. I just think these two are, are in love. This is I, and, good. I got here too. I'm so glad to hear you have the. And they're signal. just like just going for it. They're just like look, we love our dog. Look, I, I'm buying turtlenecks and he still finds it sexy. Like great. I have totally evolved my position on this because this is not black, backsliding. No, I think they're in love. This is 2.0. <laughs> I'm just like, am I? Are we gonna have a Chris Evans Jenny Slate wedding? I feel, I feel bashful for them. I know. It's, it's I mean, again, it's it's really it's like, nice. Really, they're putting it on display in a way that. We'll come back to haunt them almost certainly. But yeah, they... Fa- they seem like they're in love. They found love in a hopeless place. The break was hard for them, and they got over it, and now they're building a life together with Dodger the dog. How do you feel about the phenomenon
0: known as cuffing season?
1: Oh, that... Yeah, could, I,
0: could, I buy it. Could we be witnessing cuffing season?
1: It's definitely possible. And, you know, we could also just be witnessing their shooting schedules or such sure. that they figured it out or are in Atlanta together still. I suppose we don't know where Dr. Clark was. Yeah. yeah. That all seems possible. I still think they're in love. I do too. Maybe coughing season brings out love. Maybe we're just being really maybe we need to believe in this love right now. Maybe I, mean, Maybe. I, we I need, found we myself need it. extremely ready to do that.
0: <laughs> do you think he was like watching when Harry met Sally, and he was like, when you realize you love someone, you want to spend the rest of your time with them, like the rest of your life with them, starting like immediately yes. or whatever he says. Yeah, yeah. The the right. light the lightning. Speaking of lightning, let's move on to one our one things. Okay, mine is a downer, so I'm gonna go first. Okay, and then great. we'll end, we'll end on a high note with yours. Okay, great. Oof, oof. Okay. I honestly need to, like, steal myself. We're just having a lot of emotions in this podcast, and this one really, this just hit me so hard this morning. Um, okay. Thanks to Chris Ryan for sending me this link because he knows that I've been rewatching The Office. I somehow found myself on The Office's YouTube page. Actually, this is what happened. Somehow? This is, what? Okay, listen. This is what happened. Yeah. Chris Ryan's my office roommate, and we've been talking about a lot of things that um, we just, like, view differently in the year 2017. My number one is FAO. And I, this is what started it. I was on the way to work and... <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> to clarify, yeah. the band or the expression? The band. Okay. <laughs> um, I heard Elm FAO on the radio and I was like bopping along. I was like, yeah, this is a good song. People hated on it, but wow, it's fun. And then I was like, ah, oh, what a time it came out and Obama was president and now I just have no time for this. I can't deal with LMFAO. <laughs> I was just like, good song, but nope. And I put on classical music. So then I started like telling Chris about this. And I was like, there are all these things that I'm just like, I wonder how they would be perceived in the year 2017. Sure. And I was like, and then I was like, remember The Office? That was a funny show. And so I then went to the YouTube channel. And I was like, yeah, this is a funny show. So I started rewatching it on Netflix and I've been talking about it a lot. And so um, coincidentally, Jenna Fisher has been talking about The Office a lot as well because she has a book that just, is like, that just came out. Uh, as you probably know. May I read the title? Yeah. The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide. It's really tough. Thanks to Jezebel for, for quoting this for me so I don't have to read the whole book. Um, she played Pam, obviously, of Jim and Pam, a top five TV couple of all time. And uh, Jenna Fisher definitely agrees because this is what she wrote. Just remember that Jenna Fisher was married when she was on The Office. and um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's not what she wrote. That's still Juliette has to realize <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Just, that'd be <laughs> incredible. <laughs> and John
0: Krasinski has been with Emily Blunt for a long time. Yeah. And they have kids and they live in a really nice brown in Brooklyn. That that they're selling it, actually. But that, anyway. they, that they are selling yeah. that we uh, discussed previously. Okay, this this is what she wrote. He wasn't the, just the best Jim. He was Jim. I remember the day we met. As I was being shown to the actor's holding room, he was just being called in to read with, an, with another potential Pam. As he passed by, he introduced himself, and we shook hands. It was as if, as if lightning struck through the center of the room. And then she goes on. John and I were walking out of an audition scene, and he suddenly turned to me and whispered, you're my favorite Pam. I hope you hope you get this job. I'm,
1: I'm uncomfortable. I'm actually squirming right <laughs> it's now. It's really
0: tough. It was exactly as sweet and cute and supportive as anything Jim would would say to Pam. I smiled really big and said, I'm so glad you said that because you're my favorite Jim, and I don't think anyone could do it except for you um let's, let me give you one more oh god <laughs> i don't feel good this is about uh their first kiss as jim and pam when he walked away i felt completely transported into a new reality no. i was pam i was talking with my mother and my heart was breaking i spoke into the phone telling her i was in love with jim but i couldn't confess my feelings to him suddenly jim walked in the door i turned and i saw him my heart felt like it might burst out of my chest i wanted so much to tell him how i felt but before i could he kissed me it was perfect This is so hard.
1: Jenna Fisher was and may still be in love with John Krasinski. Can I just say, Uh, do you know how long it takes to write a book, to edit a book, to publish a book? This was in galleys. People were thinking about this for 18 months to two years. And she's been thinking about it for so much longer. I know, but just no one thought to say, maybe, you know, we could reposition this slightly yeah it, it's it's upsetting
0: because a it's like this is like deep unrequited love and she like but she's an actress and like has and like buys into these weird realities of the shows and like
1: the scripts that she's given i guess I just i'm sorry to be the editor here but it's just also the writing is not particularly sharp and relies on a lot of i'm in love cliches yeah that just kind of both Tip show her hand in yeah. a way that's very frustrating and also make it uncomfortable. Yeah, and then lightning she, struck. Really, she
0: mentioned this previously. I think on maybe on Watch What Happens mm-hmm. or on a previous press tour. And at the time, John Krasinski just kind of like just like was like, I think he was like, I feel sorry for her because it was taken out of context. This is a oh. lot of context, and he clearly just doesn't feel the same way. Which is like, he's married. He has a wife and children, and like yeah. they were that was like his job and whatever. I just I it's. I really feel for her because um this is really cringeworthy
1: and also quite sad. And I it just it really upsets me. It's also I should just say it, this made me deeply physically uncomfortable and there's video evidence of that, but I it's also relatable. Yeah. It's so rel- He's That's a, one of the reasons I find it so yeah. sad. Jim is adorable. He's adorable. Jim Everyone is great. has had someone in their life where it wasn't quite reciprocated and totally. you're like in a friend zone and then it's just oh Totally. And it goes quite bad and you can't give it up. Also, like, don't write a book about it. Never write a book about it. The thing that's really also just
0: very hard for me to, like, get through for Jenna Fisher is that she has – in every type of friendship, relationship, whatever, the two people tell the stories differently. Like, every relationship that runs the gamut from friends to – So true. And so this is – she is telling the story very specifically and she's – put it in, like, the official record of books. Like, this is, like, her version of events is on paper, and, like, you can purchase it. And that's embarrassing, because he's, like, definitely telling his version of events are just, like, uh, no, or whatever. Uh, Oh, I had a nice time filming The Office. Yeah, uh, Yeah. cool. Also, Uh, he's not, he, Neither of them have really gone on to anything since this. I mean, he's had some movies, but I would say... He, he, uh, bulked up. That happened. Yeah, I mean, like... (laughs) I don't care for john krasinski which also i think makes me very upset what? yeah i just don't i like jim a lot
1: but i don't care for john krasinski so oh, that's confusing Ugh. he did make a david foster wallace movie that wasn't good that's tough seriously yeah. the only thing worse
0: than the only thing that's a worse warning that, sign it's a red yeah. flag at least he wasn't like i need to adapt the Fountainhead. but still <laughs> a lesser david foster wallace is like okay we get it you know how to read yeah, good job Brown. got it yeah exactly <laughs> okay
1: that's a real downer i jennifer fisher i feel for you and I wish you hadn't done this. I've got some happier topics. Let's move into happier news. So my one thing is actually several things that fall under the umbrella of Serena Williams. <laughs> and what a wonderful umbrella that is. It really is. So there is a visual component to this that we're going to do later, and you can watch on YouTube, on YouTube, and on our social media feeds at The Ringer. Uh, it is another real estate corner. Because I do have some questions. We both have questions, I should say, about it's just a, per- a perplexing real estate purchase from Serena. While also being far nicer than anything you and I will sure. ever be able to acquire I mean, in our lifetimes. of where credit is due. Sure. The other interesting thing: this is, we're recording on a Wednesday, and there are rumors that Serena Williams is getting married this week in New Orleans. In New Orleans, she was spotted there by the Daily Mail checking out wedding venues. Right. Rumored guests include. Jay Z and Beyonce,
0: and callback Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle is she just like a celebrity wedding guest now? How did she get in with everyone? Well,
1: remember in this Serena Vogue profile? Uh No, I'm sorry, Vanity Fair profile. Her set like her friends who comment about how great she is are Kim Kardashian West and Meghan Markle. So random. Maybe it's not. I just don't understand. I think that they are both at this point, and Meghan Markle has ended there pretty recently. But they're sort of in the all time fame. Clubhouse. I guess so. Where all the rich,
0: famous people know each other. She did like a bachelorette kind of weekend in New York City, and I saw pictures from people, and it included her sister Venus. Great. uh, Lala Anthony. Great. And Ciara. Great. The wife of Russell Wilson and also a star in her own right. Did they do karaoke? I didn't see that. So I, I did Google... I was wondering about Caroline Wozniacki and sure. Serena Williams. I thought you might have more information from July, like back in Wimbledon times. There's like a video of Caroline Wozniacki talking about how Serena Williams is very strict about like what she wants her to do as like a babysitter or whatever. But I just That's cute. I was wondering if they're still friends. If you had any information, I on think that. they're
1: probably still friends. I think Caroline Mognazzi, Caroline Wozniacki, also <laughs> recently got engaged to you, David Lee. Yeah, you have more information about that than Gi- I do. Gigantic ring, just huge. It's you know you, whatever she wants, sure. I guess. But so they both have had significant life changes, yeah. Because when they were best friends, they were just two single two girls on the, the town. on the tennis circuit, and now they are both engaged. And Serena is a mother, so I think it's probably just kind of you know life changes and relationship changes, sure. relationship changes along with it. Um,
0: do you think Olympia, or sorry, Alexis Olympia Hanian Jr. will yes. be involved in this wedding? Absolutely, like like going down the aisle to Aunt Venus, like how so? Well, that's a
1: great question. A really nice thing that I have enjoyed is that Serena Williams seems to love being a mother. Yeah, all of her Twitter and Instagram posts are just like I can't look away from her. So cute. she went. To, <laughs> I went to a Bruno Mars concert and I already miss Alexis Olympia, which is just a hilarious <laughs> sentence. Bruno, yes, Serena's <laughs> social media presence is unfiltered. Well, I suppose it is unfiltered because that's how she accidentally announced her pregnancy. Anyway, so I can't imagine a wedding without Alexis Olympia. I would imagine Venus carrying her down the aisle is interesting, but I suspect that they each get their own roles. Oh, interesting. And I would I would suspect I'm imagining that she kind of gets rolled down on her own. Mm. That there is and Like a little
0: carriage for the baby.
1: Yeah, but like an open carriage. I'm imagining something akin <laughs> to like a royal wedding presentation. Like however they get the crown to the coronation, you know, before it goes on someone's head is how I'm kind of imagining Alexis Olympia rolling up. I really hope Harry's there. I can't imagine he will be. That's too much. That's A bridge too far. Well, you know, there's a, such a level of secrecy to these things anyway. We don't know exactly where they're getting married yeah. we don't totally know it may not happen this week but if he were involved then it would not only upstage the wedding right. which is unfair that's true But it would kind of you can't keep all of those secrets no
0: it's just too great let's talk about our house and to hear that please go to our youtube channel in the meantime thanks for listening and we'll be back after thanksgiving thank you